If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. Today we're going to be talking with one of my good friends, Mark V, the pre-con king. That's right. You're like, wait, what? pre-con, pre-construction. Now, Mark has done over 1,300 transactions in the last two years. And this is the key component, is the fact that I know video is not really for everybody, although we absolutely believe you should be building at least a portion of your business on video that some people are just not going to do that. They're more relationship driven. They're more shaking hands and kissing babies type of people, which is perfectly okay. Mark is going to break down how he's selling so many units through pre-construction, through relationships with buyers, with builders, with investors, and how you can implement this in your market. Now, we cover as much as possible. You're going to get several steps that you can start implementing and working on today. But if you want his full blueprint on how this is done, comment below pre-con and we'll get you a copy of his full presentation. But we cover some of the highlights and what he's been able to accomplish over the last couple of years and how possibly you could start working on this in your market as well. And if you want to partner with Mark, here's the great thing about it is because Mark is partnered with us in our EXP organization that if you partner with Mark, you also get access to us, which means you get all of our YouTube coaching and training and courses at no cost. And so if that's something you're interested in, and I do believe there is a great path here to build a channel out of doing pre-construction sales just as Mark is doing. So there's a lot of different factors and that's the great thing. That's what we love most is that if YouTube is really not for you, that's okay. Again, figure out different ways and we have a ton of top producing agents within our organization that if you partner with them you get access to what we have as well and so much more so the main thing is is book a call below with mark talk about those options if you're thinking about making a move but otherwise let's get into the video all right welcome mark thank you for joining me today and i'm super excited uh, for this discussion because we are here with the man that has done over 1300 personal transactions over the last two years, which is mind-blowing, <laughs> absolutely mind-blowing. So before we jump into how you did that, do you mind just giving us a little backstory on kind of your transition into real estate? Like let's let's not go all the way back to kindergarten, but let's say, okay, what did you do right before real estate? Why did you transition into real estate and uh, and the timeline? So how long have you been in real estate? That sort of thing. So, you know, let's let's start there. What were you doing right before real estate? Wow. Well, thanks for having me on, first of all. And uh Second thing, you want me to start at grade one or grade two? I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, I said no. Yeah, so start at grade one. Yeah, I've been in real estate for like a hundred years. No, I've been in I've been real estate for a long time. I think uh, probably started in '95, uh, and I got licensed. But then uh, I got you know I put my name in at a couple builders, so I decided to uh, work with a couple of, my wife was pregnant at the time. And, and, uh, you know, we were just having our first baby. We just bought our first house. And, uh, so I thought, well, maybe the, the builder thing's a, a good idea to, uh, to get into first. Um, prior to that, I was running a telemarketing company for business supplies. So business to business kind of thing. So yeah, that's how I, uh, that's how I got into it. Okay. And what, what, um, so 95, you said was when you got into real estate? 95. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, oh. 97, really, actually. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
So 97, you got into real estate. So what, uh, now you said you got into builders though, but is that, is that you just started working with builders from the very beginning or did you do some tradition? What were your main lead generation methods at that time? So at that time it was, um, yeah, it was purely working with builders. So, um, I worked with, uh, I worked with them in, in show homes and, uh, I worked tightly with a lot of, with a lot of agents, obviously, um, working with agents to come in, you know, they bring clients in and that kind of thing. That was a, a, a pretty heavy lead generation tool that I used, um, as a salesperson in, in the new home industry. And then I transaction after quite a few years, I trans, uh, you know, I, I, I changed to a licensed agent, purely resale. Um, after a couple of years of that, I, I realized that the top agents in the city were all working with builders. So then I, I became a hybrid and, uh, and that's when the volume, you know, after a couple of years, that's where the volume really started to increase, uh, to the crazy numbers you hear today. Like, I mean, how does somebody do like 1300 deals? Um, you know, you're not running around with buyers at that point or, or running around doing listing presentations. I mean, there's a, a complete methodology to the whole thing. So, yeah. Okay. So maybe let's dig into that a little bit more because I know they call you the pre-con king, right? That that's what it says on your mug, I think, right? Pre-con yeah. king. <laughs> I think it sells, I think it says XL homes. Oh. Do a little dig for them. <laughs> you probably got a ton of builder mugs, huh? Yeah, I got quite a few for sure. And yeah. and by so, the way, where where are you located? I'm located in Calgary, Alberta. So okay. up in uh way up north. Way up north. All right. So Calgary, Alberta. All right. So let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the 1300. So what what did you do? What were you doing early on as far as transaction count? How did you build up to that 1300? Was this like, oh, you just knocked out 100 transactions, then you went to 200 and then 300? And, and is it was it kind of a steady progression like that? Or is this have you not? It was it was kind of a boom, like it just okay. took off. And and uh, so like anybody. What's that? Yeah, it was kind of a compound effect, but it happened really quick. Um, and the market was really starting to take off as well. But the the truth of the matter is 2018, I had a terrible year. Um, it, it was awful. My buddy, I had a buddy uh, took his life one weekend. My business partner, Brad, pretty much the same day was in the hospital dying of a brain bleed. I'm sure you know the story behind that. Um, and uh, and we were in a really brutal recession, an oil recession for, for Alberta. Everybody else was rocking and our province was just doing terrible. So it was kind of this big, you know, conglomerate of crap that was happening. And I think I did 18 or 20 deals that year, which was really the worst year that I'd had ever, um, maybe since the uh, first year I'd been in in real estate. And I uh, uh, I kind of pulled my head out of my butt after about six or seven months. And uh, and then I read a couple of books and they were instrumental in, uh, in who you surround yourself with as well. So um, you know, I read a couple books. One of them was called uh, Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone. I'm sure you're familiar with that one. And I actually don't read, re I, I don't read them. I listen to them in my car in between showings and, and that kind of thing. And I listened to it once. I listened to it two or three times and it absolutely fired me up. And uh, I started, uh, one day I picked up the phone, I called the builder and it was somebody I absolutely didn't want to call. It was like picking up a freaking anvil, you know, um, it was so hard to pick that one up and that one changed everything for us. So we, we, uh, I had made a deal with them to, uh, I was just looking for listings and I met with them a couple of times and, and they had, uh, decided to be, you know, to bring me on as their guy, um, to attract more business. 
the long and the short of the story is um, the next year. I, so I went from 18 deals that year. It was total mindset. So it was like seller be sold just gave me permission to, I'm going to back up a little bit. You don't want to get inside my head on, on where I was. And, um, you know, I was in this depression for a little while telling myself all these things like, you know, I just turned 50 and I was like, oh, you know, no one's going to want to hire me now. And 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 just these things that were going through my head. And I'm telling you this because if you're if somebody out there is listening to this and this helps you, you're not washed up. It's not done. It, you can bring it to an, a completely different level. Whatever you're telling yourself in your head is absolutely what you're telling yourself. And Brad was like, Mark, nobody's, nobody's thinks that of you. It's just, this is, you know, this is just you thinking it. So reading that book, that book was instrumental. Having the right people around me was instrumental. I went from 18 to 200 sales, 207 to be exact the next year. And it didn't happen all at once. It took about, you know, eight or nine months. And then at the end of the year, uh, we cranked out an entire building, which was about 150 sales in the last five weeks of the year. Wow. Allow me to take a quick break to remind you that we have very important links in the description below. If you want the full story of how we closed over 1 million in commissions our first year and over 2.3 million in commissions our second year, check out the first link. Also, you have the link to our number one Amazon best-selling book, Passive Prospecting. Last, if you enjoy this podcast and you're a giving person, leave a five-star review, please. Now back to the episode. Okay. And so you've been, uh, and so that's, this is the sweet spot for you is, uh, selling pre-construction, right? Is selling that... pre-construction. Yeah. Okay. You betcha. So, and I, and personally, I like, I think agents are leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table, um, not moving pre-construction or not moving new homes and partnering with, uh, with builders at some level, you know, and you don't have to know when I, when I, uh, when I interviewed for my first job working with a builder, he told me later he was going to walk me out the door because he was asking me these construction questions. And he was like, what's a joist? And I'm like, I don't know. I think it's in the floor. Like, I mean, I knew nothing about construction. And then I started to uh, I started to go. So what What do you think, Jim? Should we uh, tell Ann, which was his wife, the good news? We're, we're bringing me on next week. And, and he was like, oh, this guy's closing me. So maybe there's something there. And then he hired me and and uh, and we moved on from there. But. Um, just kind of a funny story. You don't need to know anything about it. Dive in, just get going and you're going to learn as you go. But I kind of identified about seven or eight different ways that you can make money from, um, you know, leveraging builders uh, and and grow your business. So are you going to grow it to the level that that we've seen in the last couple of years where, uh, you know, we did 13, almost 1400 deals? Maybe. I mean, if for somebody that's out there and that's got lots of uh lots of experience at it, but uh, how do you get experience? You just dive in and, and, uh, and get rolling. So. Okay. So you said seven to eight main things. I've got, I've got my notepad. I'm ready to go. So let's, uh, so tell me what. Sure. Let's, let's talk about a couple of those. So um, it's all in a slide deck. So we're now we're going from memory, but uh, so first of all, if uh, so number one is, I think it's just getting out there and just going to, let's just kind of go through a few steps. So just getting out there and, and picking your area. If you're in a huge city, you're going to want to pick an area that you want to work. You don't want to spread yourself out all over the place. So if you're in Toronto, you're in Dallas, you're in Houston, something like that. Um, working builders from one side of the city to the other is probably um, un, you know, unimaginable. You'd be you're just going to spend all your time in your car in that. So pick an area that you want to work, maybe close to home or something that you really like, and then get out there and start calling 
calling those agents or calling the builders, talk to the sales reps, uh, get into the show homes, find out those communities that are popular, um, you know, that you like, stuff you're excited about, and uh, who's in those areas and what are they building? So is it is it a mix of uh, condo apartments and, uh, you know, low rise? Is it high rise? Is it, are you working the downtown area? Um, is it... Uh, uh, you know, a mix of detached is the builder doing everything like one developer doing everything, or is it broken into a bunch of them and get in there and start asking questions. And um, so I just go in and, and act like I have buyers for the area because I would. And, uh, and then I'm asking questions like, uh, you know, what's their, what's their volume looking like? What do they have available? Do they have spec homes, like stuff that's being, that's ready to, to sell right now? How fast is it selling? What's their price points? Um, just get to know the area and then get a package from them. Are they working with realtors would probably be a really good question to ask up front, so you don't waste too much time. Um, and if it's a really busy market, Sometimes they stop working with realtors, except for just a couple that they they have uh, in-house that they like to keep uh, working with. Is the person behind the desk, are they a sale? Are they an, uh, an agent? Do they, um, you know, are they out there selling and doing the, uh, um, you know, and doing resales for their, for their clients and that. So uh, that's the first thing you want to do is get to know the areas that you want to work and get to know. Um, get to know the salespeople and start building those relationships. So if you want me to just keep going, I'll just keep going unless you got a question you want to no, throw man, in there. I was, oh, I was about to say, I, I marked down four steps, but that's four steps inside the first step, right? Sure, you got <laughs> it. So second thing you want to do is obviously you want to build a relationship with these guys. And I'm going to throw a big one out here. And uh, if you have as a salesperson working in the new home industry. So if I'm a sales guy and I'm working in the new home industry, um, whether I'm licensed or unlicensed probably just doesn't matter. If they have, let's say 20 or 30 groups of people coming through, it doesn't matter, five groups, six groups, doesn't matter. If they have all these people coming through and they're selling one every two weeks or they're selling one a week, what are they doing with the other 19 or 30 guys that are walking through? Are they just letting them walk out the door? Okay. So number one, you want to make sure that you show value and that if you're partnering with this person, it, you know, take these guys out for coffee, take them out for lunch, get to know them a little better. Um, and, uh, and then let them know that you want to start working this area and that you're going to advertise and you're going to start bringing buyers in for them. Second thing is you want to start getting business from them. So this is going to be um, and don't just say that you're going to bring in people like do it. OK, so start finding those those buyers that, um, you know, that they haven't already looked at the show home or whatever. You're bringing in new business for these guys. It's a partnership. And then the second thing is, what are they doing with all these people that are walking out the door? Are they sending them to another area? Are they um, how can you monetize that? Well, the biggest thing to do is. Um, you can, it's a win-win situation. If they have out of 20 people, they've sold one, 19 or left, maybe five came in with agents. So now we've got, what do we got left? We got 14 or so. Um, maybe five or six of them are just wishy-washy. They're not really buying anything, but maybe there's four or five in there that uh, that salesperson could just say, hey, you know what? I don't have anything for you. This is once they've exhausted everything. No other areas for them that they work in and, and uh, nothing in their uh, in their uh, spec homes or, you know, lots work for them, uh, not the right type of home or whatever. I would have them say, look, 
why don't why don't I set you up with a realtor? Really see it sounds like you could use an agent, somebody on your side that's going to help you. That's an expert in new homes and they're also an expert in uh in resale and you'll get the best of both worlds. What do you you know worlds? What do you think of that? And um and then that's a good way. How many are you going to get out of that? I don't know. Two a week and what if one of them buys? That's 50 deals a year, you know, if you take off two weeks at Christmas. Nice. So that's a couple of good so, ones, right? So you can even, yeah, you can even have your, uh, your Christmas time off. Very nice. There okay, you go. Cool. All right. Do so we... endless leads, yeah. endless leads coming from a sales, you know, a sales center. Um, and what if you did that with four or five or six different uh, show homes or sales centers? I wouldn't do it all in the same area. I would pick some other ones. And, uh, and that's a really good way to get, uh, to get started with, with somebody. So you're pulling buyers out, you're getting paid pull money out of that. You've got, you've got a budget now to do some advertising um, and advertising for that area, that community. Uh, you just want to be really careful on how you advertise. So you don't want to necessarily be putting in that builder in that community. Um, you want to be a little bit more generalized so that they come to you and they're calling you and they're not, they're not calling, um, you know, they're not going to go just skip you and just go directly to the show home, obviously, or, or I'm hoping that wasn't obvious, but, uh, uh, but may have been, but uh, yeah, you want, you want to make sure that their traffic is coming to you. So this is like just high level um, just to get you started. You know, you're not doing 1300 deals off. I hope you are, but you're probably not doing 1300 <laughs> deals off that yet. So yeah, third I, was thing, about, I, was about, I was about to say, screw YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just jump in and do this. Yeah. Um, so third thing is once you start to build that uh, relationship with the builder, what's going to happen is um, if they're having a sales, you know, they're having a sales meeting and they're like, uh, hey, we got to, you know, we got to get some of these listings out there. It's a little bit slower right now. This is another way for builders to advertise their product, right? Then who are they going to go to? So you've built this relationship with a couple of their people or one of their salespeople. They're going to be promoting you. And um, those buyers, by the way, that you're getting from them, obviously you're going to be you're going to be giving them a commission or a or referral on uh, on each of those. And um, and then so now you're building like a little you know, a little ecosystem with them and uh, you're bringing in buyers, you're getting buyers from them. And then now the builders got listings that they need to know that they need to do. On top of that, what about the, the, the uh, agents or sorry, the clients that they've already sold who have, who've just gone out, bought a house and they're like, we'll just sell later. What about those guys? Right. And uh, so you could do, you could just have a deal between the salesperson and yourself to uh, give them a referral on everybody that they uh, send to you, um, or you can make a deal with the builder and become their become their go to agent at all their sales centers and do a list for free program, you know something like that. So, list for free does that mean you're doing it for free? No, it just means that the builder's paying you. Um, as the agent to go list their homes. So make sure that um, that you have something detailed that looks pretty, get somebody to, to you know, um, to put it on paper, a small brochure, couple pages or whatever, make it look good. Don't just walk in there and expect, a, you know, doing it on an eight and a half sheet of paper and, and uh, just write it up in typeset. Um, and that's going to work. So you want to make yourself look, uh, look really professional. How are we doing, Levi? We're doing great, man. Yeah, you're you're choking me up over here. I mean, I'm like, this is good stuff here. All right, so so uh, next steps from there. 
Um, so think about like when looking for communities and looking for builders, you want to work with builders that have, um, you want to find a problem. So everybody goes and looks for the, the easiest stuff to go sell. And that's great. But if you're competing with everybody else and that stuff selling, uh, you know, super fast um, and it's and it's just disappointing to your client because time after time you're not getting the uh, the product that's you're going to lose the client after a while. And uh, so the smart guy was is going to be you want to build a relationship with the builder, start selling their their tough stuff. And I'm not saying don't try the easy stuff as well, but sell the stuff that's not selling. Start bringing them buyers for that. You want to get on their radar. Um, that's going to that's going to blow yourself up really, really quickly. So I know a guy in Toronto. He he's only had his license for three years in his second year. That was his strategy. When he was telling me about it, I was like, brilliant. I think exactly the same way. Find the problem. You're the solution. So the problem was everybody was selling like highest times. Everything's super busy. Investors are buying like crazy in these condo buildings. Everybody's going after the lowest and cheapest price uh, units, literally to the point where there was 10 or 15 people per unit. Okay. But all the high price stuff and all the stuff that was uh, deemed, you know, not unsellable, but just tough to sell. Nobody touched it. There was no worksheets or submissions on it. So all he did was go around to the builders and he just promoted all that stuff. He did 200 deals in the space of four months. This was his second year as an agent. Okay. 200 deals with his team in about in the space of three or four months. And then those builders were like, Hey, next round, I'm going to give you 20 of these easy ones. If you can sell all of these tough ones. And he was just getting more and more and, and, you know, more and more business from these builders, but he was more importantly, he was on the radar and getting exclusive deals with them and that. So there's uh um, you know, this, the, the other segment of this market is the investor market. Yeah. Okay. Quick question on that. So when you say he's getting the exclusive deal, that's like the builder saying, Hey, we've got 20 units. We're giving you the first opportunity to sell them to your, your pool of buyers. Yeah. So here you are now you're on the inside, right? Like yep. they're, they're, uh, you're on the inner circle. Let's, let's say, um, you know, they've got, they've got a problem. You solve their problem. So now you're on the radar. So there's 5,000 other agents in Toronto all competing to try to bring buyers for this project, let's say it's a mid-rise or a high-rise building and there's two or 300 units in it and um, you sold the, the tough stuff. So now their next project that they're that they're going to do, they're going, uh, hey, I'm going to give you 20 of the easy ones, but you need to sell all these other ones for me, you know, like deals like that. So you have an exclusive 20 deals. Everybody's trying to sell these. You know, they got 10 or 20 people on each one of them. This is just one scenario, one type of market, you know. And um, but the the point is the guy grew his business that quick because he was um, solving their problem. So it doesn't matter what the scale of it is, solve their problems. And it's it's usually just like we've got slow sales in one demographic, uh, one demographic or one segment of their market or whatever. Is that that's going to be a new word? Segamatic. Uh, uh, what did I say? Segamatic market, something like yeah. that. Anyways, there you go. demographic and, and segment. Definitely a Canadian, a Canadian. Word. Definitely Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> so investors, um, massive, massive market there it takes a while to build. Um, but uh, if you can find the right, if you can find the right product, um, this is a massive thing in Toronto. And this is where, this is where we would 
where we really took off. And I say we because, uh, you know, Brad, my business partner, was pretty instrumental in in working on this. He'd go find the builder. I had the I had the uh, the the battle plan and how we were going to move them. So um, and I'm just going to give you an example. So in Toronto, they have um, if you take a condo building like, a, you know, a mid store, a, a mid rise or a or a high rise building, it takes four or five, maybe six years sometimes to build these things. So. Uh, builders don't necessarily want to have to rely on realtors, but it's like this this uh, ecosystem and end users aren't waiting five years for a condo. The builder needs to sell 75% in order to get financing to sell the building. So they go to the realtors, they allow investors to purchase them, and then the investor sits on them hoping over that next five years, it goes up in value. And then they either resell them or they just rent them, whatever they, whatever they do. The beauty of it is um, the building gets into the hands of the end user at some point, whether it's eight years down the road or nine years down the road. And these big corporations like BlackRock and that aren't, aren't going in and just freaking buying everything up and then creating rental markets. So the builders are, are uh, selling them to the investors. The investors are getting them back out to the market. So they're making the investors are making a chunk. The realtors are making money. Um, everybody's happy. Nobody gets hurt. So, so if you I, want to be on the investor end, sorry, if you want to be on the investor end, then you set yourself up as the as the expert for investors, and you you go out there and you find the um, projects, and and it doesn't have to be condo buildings, you know, high rise. It could be townhomes. It could be uh, you know low rise condos. It could be could be detached houses, whatever it is. And then on the other end, representing the builder, and that's what we did. We started finding problems in Calgary where stuff wasn't selling. And I brought it to Ontario to all these agents that had massive databases of investors. And that's how we sold them because uh, they weren't selling, they weren't selling uh, locally. So. So what, um, so yeah, let me ask you this then whenever the, the builder had say they've got, you said they've got to sell, let's say for example, 75 units uh, to get started now at least in in uh, the states, I don't know about Canada, but they you don't fund right, or the money wouldn't transfer until the closing, uh, the completion, or is they or do they just need to show that they've got buyers for the seventy five units? They have to have actual sales, like so they have contracts with deposits. Okay. So in you know in our neck of the woods, it might be ten percent deposit. If it's you know if it's a building that they know is going to sell really quick they'll take 20% or or whatever the deposit structure is yeah, now so in terms of payment for the agent sometimes they'll pay the agent 50% up front or a third or something and then they'll pay the remaining commission on close cuz it's freaking 4 or 5 years later now houses it's different you know your turnover is going to be 9 months a year um townhomes same thing uh just depending on what what the market's doing at the time okay that got gotcha. you that makes sense so then you're bringing, uh, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, investors, it's a great way for them to put down a deposit, very little money, and really, I mean, not much risk associated that to either, right? Because if the if the 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 builder defaults or does something or or doesn't complete or anything like that, I mean, they're just and they're they're carrying all the taxes and everything else of that property, right? So that doesn't fall on the investor until they actually close, and if it's going to take that time frame, anyways you are more than likely to have appreciation built in there from the get-go and they could turn around and just automatically sell for a profit or continually hold. So it's some pretty good 
options there for the investor, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And for the investor, the savvy guy out there that gets it, I mean, it, you know, like you're, like you said, you're sitting on it for four or five years, or maybe it's two years, um, you know, or, or a year and a half, it doesn't matter. You're not making yep. the guys put 10% down or whatever the number is. And uh, he hasn't made a payment. He hasn't paid any taxes. He yep. hasn't, uh, he's paying nothing. He's just hoping that either number one, it goes up in value and he does a flip or number two, um, he sits on it and just collects the, uh, uh, the rent, you know, if it's a hot rental market or, or whatever. So yeah. either way you can't lose. I mean, if it, if, if real estate was going down, we'd all be buying houses for 20 grand. Like, uh, my parents did in the sixties. Right. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So that's cool. So then, uh, yeah, you have the opportunity to, uh, make a third or 50% on the commission. That's a pretty good deal there as well, because once you build up this pipeline, which you've done now, I mean, that's where it all just completely uh, compounds. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and the nice thing is, is, um, you know, if I decided to uh, disappear and go live in the bush for the next two or three years, um, I'm still getting paid out on all these closings because the closings yeah. are coming, you know, uh, some of them are this year, some are next year, some are three years from now. And, uh, so for the agent, it, it, you know, if you have this constant money coming in, then, uh, uh, it's pretty nice that way. Uh, as well but everybody's out there fighting for leads online and, and and that and that's part of it but think about all the leads you can get from show homes or working with salespeople and and that in the industry and it's consistent and it just keeps coming wow all right so from there uh is there next steps from there is there next steps? I don't know. How much time do we have? Uh, well, I mean, whatever we need. I'll, now, you said you, you've done this on presentations before, so I'm assuming you've got a full presentation on this uh, that you've recorded, right? Yeah, like, um, yeah, I do. I, I have a, a slide deck, and uh, um, I think uh, I, I'm trying to remember how long it was. It might have been 40 minutes or, okay. or 45 minutes able, or so. Are we able to link that video um, below, or is that top secret? Uh, no, we could probably link that one below hundred percent. Absolutely. Okay. All right. It is top secret though, but for your audience, I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay. Well, my audience, it's not on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Okay. It's not, um, so that, so let me know, let me know in the comments as well. Actually, we'll do that. Let me know in the comments, uh, just, just type in pre-con. How about that? Type in pre-con and then we'll, we'll get the video to you, but that's uh, a good idea too. Yeah. Do you have, um, uh, is there a call to action at the end or something to where if somebody wants more information, actually we'll just link Mark's calendar in the description below as well. So if you watch that video, uh, after you comment pre-con and you want to know more then we'll just put you directly in contact with Mark and he can take it from there. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, it was pretty high level. It's, you know, it's really tough to give you everything in the space of uh, 20 minutes or 25 minutes, um, you know, from 25 years of collected knowledge, but, uh, but it's fun. And, and, you know, you don't have to take 25 years to figure it out. You can figure it out in a few months and really start to scale your business up. Yeah. What's the typical deposit uh, in Calgary there? So on a pre-con unit, let's say, is it is it a percentage or is it uh, is, what's the typical deposit? Yeah, it's almost always a percentage like yeah. and there's no typical, it, it you know, the the market luxury, they're going to want bigger, bigger deposits. That's not usually your investor type type of uh, property uh, in move up stuff, um, you know, townhomes or, or, you know, starter stuff, it's usually going to be 5%. And then maybe they want another deposit later on, but 5% uh, downs, 
the norm investors it's going to be a little bit it's going to be a little bit more if they're going after that investor market so maybe what's 10 percent. Uh, what's the biggest chunk of homes you've you've sold at once uh sold at once was 300 and i'm gonna i can't remember the exact number it was around 330 and it took about that one actually took about it was a little higher price i'm gonna say maybe six or seven weeks to to go through uh, like to get almost all of them done. And then uh, fastest one was 216 units that were priced really well. Um, and uh, that one was 48 hours. Oh, 216 homes in 48 hours. Yeah, yeah, wow. you betcha. That's amazing. So truly, so truly we had it done before it even launched. You know, yeah. we had enough people on it to, it was like 48 hours to write up all the agreements, so. Yeah, you were drinking a lot of Red Bull, huh? Just just typing away. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that real quick, and and we'll kind of end on this note, and then also uh, for anybody that wants the the full detailed training, then just comment precon. We'll get it over to you. So uh, if we kind of reverse engineer, you've built up all these relationships. Um, so now the builder is like, "Hey, Mark, you know we're about to break ground on a project. We got 250 units." you want the first go at it and you're like, yes. And now you get all the information from there. And because you've built up all these relationships and the database full of buyers and investors, are you, you market to them and then you just start pulling in all the buyers from there. And basically you just start popping off deals. For, for us that, you know, for me, it's the easiest way to do it is not work with my own investors. Okay. It's to work with, uh, now, if I have investors that are coming and they're like, hey, I want to buy this 100%, I'm doing it. But work with all the agents that have investors. And because when, uh, if you have a core group of, of agents that um, that are uh, uh, all all moving the same project at the same time, the builder can't spend that kind of money on social media and it usually goes viral. So it just builds and builds and builds and uh, and then sells out, you know, fairly quickly. So it it needs a runway and then uh, and then boom, it's it's gone. So today, I mean, we're in a tougher market. The, uh, you know, the Ontario markets, um, it just kind of came off its bubble by about 20%. Investors were a little jittery. So we took a few months off and just kind of laid back. Um, and uh, and then now we're starting to get back into it because we can see people are, are coming back out and going, uh, okay, everything's cool. Now we can we can jump on this and there's deals out there, right? Um, and then from the investor, now that's me. That's working with with uh, you know with the builders. And because we have such a good resume on how many we've done and how many um, how many buildings we've moved in that, yes, like we get calls from people or or we call them up and go, hey, do you know what we did? I, I see you've got this building with an issue or or whatever, and it's pretty easy to get into the door. Um, for anybody else, again, it's it's building it's building that up. I'm not sure why that keeps going off, but um, it's building that up. And and um, either way, like if you're working with the developer, you're working with the investor or both, um, both are good strategies to, uh, to go after. So the, you know, working up, a, if, if you can really blow yourself up as an investor um, expert, it's the gift that just keeps on giving because investors will is if you build a relationship with these guys and you truly go after product that you would buy in and that they will make money on um or you know it's risk adverse 
um, and you keep doing that with them, they're just going to keep following you. And you're the guy like they will, uh, whether you're a guy or gal. So it's uh, they'll just keep following you and they'll just keep they'll just keep uh, um, purchasing. So unless you want to run around with buyers in uh, in your car, um, you know, that's that's entirely up to you, which takes about 15 times more uh, more work than working with investors. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome, Mark. I mean, truly amazing. So anything that uh, you'd like to wrap this up on, kind of close out with as far as just kind of bringing this all together? Uh, yeah, like I, I think there's not enough, um, not enough, like honestly, I, and I said at the beginning, you guys are leaving like hundreds of thousands of dollars of uh, um, commissions on the table and and it's right there for the taking. Um, so I ran into an, an agent. She had been in, around for about three years. I think she was in her fifties. And so she got licensed really late in late in life. And, uh, somebody had, had told me about her. I called her up. We just had a conversation. It's like, I'm going to do 70 deals this year. And I'm like, and what are you doing? She goes, I'm just working with two areas really close together in Florida. You know how many agents are in Florida? Um, you know, and she's one of the ones that rose to the top just because she she just saw it right away and and was working with these these uh, builders that she could constantly get, um, you know, get uh, inventory with when there was, everybody else was beating themselves over the head with multiple offers and, and that there's just, there's so many reasons to work with new homes and add that to your, um, you know, add that to your, to your business plan. So. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, as I mentioned, go ahead and comment below pre-con. We'll get you a link to that uh, training that, that where Mark lays all this out. And if you are interested in getting involved in pre-construction yourself, and you would love to partner with someone like Mark, you know, maybe YouTube isn't for you, right? As <laughs> you got it, you want to find something else. If you're that networking, uh, you know, go out there, shake hands, kiss the babies type of person, and then start building this up. I mean, this is a great opportunity. And as you heard earlier, brand new agents, second year agents, third year agents are, are also capitalizing on this as well. So it's a tremendous opportunity. It's something that I know that we've got to look into a lot more. Plus, I think there's a pretty good YouTube play here as well. I'm, I was already thinking of like a channel really associated. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hand so, in hand. Yeah. And so that's the great thing. So if you're interested in pre-con and YouTube, that's the opportunity here. Uh, if you want to talk about partnership with Mark, then uh, his calendar is open in the description below. And the best thing is, is that you get two for one because it's not just Mark. You also get access to us. And then really not even just us, you get access to NAEA and so much more in the ecosystem that we've built here. And uh, you get the best of all worlds. So if you're just starting out or you're a seasoned agent looking for, uh, you know, the next opportunity as well. Or if you're a broker or team lead, right, and and you you have agents that are struggling in your in your team or your organization, this is a great opportunity. Maybe bringing something new and fresh to them could change everything for you. So all that information will be in the description below. Mark, thank you again for joining us today, and make sure to check out Levi. the next video as well. Yep, thank you, man. Always a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Always sir. a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching at no cost, schedule a call at PassiveProspectingPartner.com.